This podcast is brought to you by Laterno University. Laterno University is the Christian polytechnic university in the nation where educators engage students to nurture Christian virtue, develop competency and ingenuity in their professional fields, integrate faith and work, and serve the local and global community. Laterno offers more than 140 undergraduate and graduate degree programs across a range of disciplines and delivery models at Laterno's residential campus in Longview, Texas, and in hybrid and fully online options at centers in the Dallas and Houston areas. Online at letu.edu. That's letu.edu. Hey there, it's producer Michael Miracle here. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast. We are your on-air resource as a workplace believer. And check out our website for tons more I Work For Him resources. We've got blogs and podcasts and reading material and all sorts of fun stuff there. Plus, a link to listen to the live show several times a day. Yep, head to the website. That's IWorkForHim.com. IWorkTheNumberForHim.com. And the listen tab's up there on the top left. Click that, then click the live link, and you can listen to us live every weekday. That's IWorkForHim.com. I work the number for him.com. And now let's go ahead and kick off what we all came here for, hearing more about connecting what we learn on Sunday with what we do in our nine to five. This is the I Work For Him podcast. Hey, thanks for tuning in to I Work For Him this afternoon. I just, if you're not, if you're in your car and your seatbelt's fastened, you better tighten it. If you're sitting at home, <laughs> you better tighten your belt. If you're, if you're sitting outside, if you're going for a walk, you better tie your shoes tighter because we are going to run so fast this hour. I hope you can hang on because we have a very fast-moving conversation. But before we get to our guest, first, Martha, how should people be connecting with us? Well, you know what? They should connect to us on um, Facebook. I know that maybe for some people that makes me sound a little old, but that is the best platform for us to be able to share both video and pictures and the links to our podcasts and everything like that. So if people follow our Facebook page, Jim, I work for him on Facebook, then um, they can really stay up every day. We post our podcasts, we show videos if we're out traveling um, or just doing something fun that um, is engaging or teaching something about Connecting our faith and work, that's a great place for him to go. And of course, our website, iworkforhim.com. That's iwork, the number for him.com. We'd love to have you connect with us on our listener line, 866-713-9675, 866-713-9675-866-713-WORK. This show is brought to you through a kingdom collaboration between the World Changer Network and iWork for Him Radio. We like to call this collaboration the iWork for Him World Changer Radio Network. You can find out more about World Changer Network online at worldchangernetwork.com and our great friends James and Anna Kramer, worldwide visionaries. They want to, they feel led by God to introduce the world to the only one capable of bringing real change. And that, of course, is Jesus Christ. James and Anna have arranged for us to interview amazing people in the past. And today is no different. Although they didn't have to arrange this one. This one is a longtime friend. Today we're talking with Doug Spada, founder and CEO of worklife.org and and the author of the greatest book that's an introduction to every Christ follower to connect their faith in the work, The Monday Morning Atheist. Doug Spada, welcome back to I Work For Him. Hey, thank you, Jim. It's great to be back. It's great to uh, share more about uh, God's kingdom and growing God's kingdom through work. So look forward to being with you guys. You know, Martha, we have talked about Doug Spada and, well, you know, his wife was on with us one time, Trisha. 
Yes, and, and, and we quote Trisha often. Only when we're driving to the studio in Tampa, yes, we quote her often. Because we are in traffic, and Trisha is the one who taught us this wonderful concept about... You had an amazing wife, Doug. Fellowshipping with the other people in the cars next to you as you're driving. Instead of being aggravated by them or irritated, to realize we don't know what they're going through and where they're headed or why they're headed there, and to fellowship <laughs> in the right. midst of yeah. it. And boy, was that ever convicting. So. Yeah, so Trisha and I talk a lot... Uh, when she's going to work, she's a, she's a nurse at Children's Hospital. So uh, oftentimes when we're talking and praying in the morning and stuff, uh, she looks at all the traffic and the frustration and she just says, I'm just fellowshipping. I'm worshiping with, with all these people. And so it just yeah. changes her whole disposition, which I think we all can learn from, right? You know, just uh, different situations and just thinking differently yes. and putting it but I don't want to learn context. anything new. I want to be frustrated in <laughs> yes, traffic. Yes, you do. And you want other people to learn it too, which is why we have Doug on the show with us today. That's right. You know, for those of you that have never been on a show or have never listened to a show where we've had Doug Spada on, I want to just tell you something about Doug Spada. About 20 years ago, the Lord started revolutionizing his life, and it prompted him to create this organization called WorkLife, worklife.org. If you and your organization have never walked through the six-week Work life, it's six weeks. Is it seven weeks, Doug? Is it it's, six? It's six. It's six. That's what I thought I had it right in my head, and all of a sudden I doubted myself. The whole make the switch, the Monday switch, the Monday revolution study, which really starts with understanding the, the idea behind Monday morning atheist. You, you just, this, is, this is a book that every Christ follower is so guilty of doing this, Doug. We, we, yep. we have a great experience on Sunday. We, we get, learn great things, and we get, to, we get to work on Monday, and we flip a switch, and switch off our Christianity. Yeah, Jim. You know, uh, I actually did eight years of research before uh, publishing Monday Morning Atheist, and, you know, it's important to understand and to define what a Monday Morning Atheist is. You know, I saw this in my own life, and still I think all of us have to wrestle with this, but a, a Monday Morning Atheist is someone who loves God like all of us, right? We would say we love God, but we sometimes work like God does not exist, and so what we did is we did research over a period of time, gathered probably about 300,000 data points, and we found, you know, the, the key prevalent things that actually caused people to actually switch God off. So actually, when you're going through this experience, Monday Morning Atheist or the Monday Switch, um, you can actually take an assessment, and the assessment will actually spit out your top three propensities for switching God off. So it's actually almost like a prescriptive kind of solution, right? Instead of just like, hey, just read this and it's going to change your life. It actually helps you take an assessment and actually get down to the nitty and gritty of, of what it is that's actually causing you to, to switch God off. Doug, it's been a while since I asked you this question on the sure. air. So let's ask you this question. How did you first come to be a follower of Jesus? Wow. That was, uh, that was way back um, when I was younger. You know, there's two words that actually defined me growing up and it was creatively destructive. <laughs> this is how I ended Many up. Many boys can be described that way. Yeah, so I, I started a chemical weapons factory when I was uh, young. <laughs> I was in the garage. In the backyard? Oh, no, garage. In the, in the garage, okay. mixing chemicals and things. And I, I would do things like that, but I there was something in me. I ended up giving my life to Christ, and uh, I remember... Uh, you know, my parents gave me this King James version of the Bible, right? And so my creative, my, my creativity kicked in again. And so I, uh, I thought, you know, I started reading the Bible. They said, hey, you need to conform your life to this Bible. Well, so I started reading the King James version. I was like, what in the world is this saying to me? And then I, I thought, you know what? I know what I'm going to do. My entrepreneurial nature came out and I, I took the Bible and I actually 
took crayons and markers and anything that I didn't like that I didn't think actually fit my life, I actually just erased it from the Bible. <laughs> and so you and uh, Thomas Jefferson would have gone along well. That's right. And so what I often tell people is I created the KDV version of the Bible, <laughs> King Doug version. And that gets back to Monday morning atheists. A lot yeah. of us are still living to our own version. Mm-hmm. And I still do it. You know, people laugh when I share that, but I'm like, hey, that's funny for a, a 10, 11, 12-year-old boy. But let me tell you what's not so funny. Many decades later, I know better than to take crayons and markers and things like that, but I still see evidence of the same thing in my life. Mm-hmm. And so do, so do most of the people that, uh, that are trying to follow Christ. It's just part of us uh, growing and and, uh, you know, being, you know, formed into the image of Christ over time. It's a powerful ministry that you've been involved in because you are, you've been involved in introducing thousands of people to the old, the whole idea that God really cares about their work, that mm-hmm. he doesn't want him being switched off on Monday, and that we should be doing celebrating today God is Monday instead of today God is Friday, or today, yes. you know, TGIF. Yeah. That's a thank God. Sorry, sorry. I got the whole Oz, I got Oz Hillman and Doug yeah. Spade. Yeah, wow, yeah. you two together make an amazing yeah. person. <laughs> Instead of celebrating, thank God it's Friday, celebrating, thank God it's Monday because That's we right. get sent out in our mission field. You, we talked on the last time we were on the air, we actually had one of your friends from a church that you had gotten to take the church through the whole Monday switch, the whole understanding Monday morning atheist. Sure. How fun was that for you? Uh, it was incredible. What church uh, was that again? Uh, that is Fellowship Community Church. It was in uh, the Roanoke uh, Valley, kind of part of uh, Virginia. And uh, this church, it was just amazing because they they actually took the entire month of January and stopped everything else and spent the entire month of January helping reform people's thoughts and their understanding about work. So I showed up in that first uh, Monday of, of the new year in January, and um, they uh, in the, on the front cover of Monday Morning Atheist, there's a light switch, but the, the church built a six-foot-tall light switch. And so they, um, yeah, they had a four-week series, and, you know, a series is one thing, but they actually built practical structure. So everybody, there's over five or 600 people in that church right now involved in workplace ministry, okay? What percentage there, is that? Uh, you know, I think it's, if I remember right, it's it's probably about 60%, 70%, but not everybody works either. Sure. Right. And there's a, there was a lady on, <laughs> on... Everybody works, whether they at, get paid to work or not. That's exactly right. That's a very, that's a very important point, too. You know, people, uh, work really has nothing to do with whether someone gets paid or not. Yeah. And it's a key distinctive because people go, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm not working anymore. So, but anyway, they're seeing incredible fruit at, at this church and, uh, and, and then they're leading people into this, uh, six week experience of the Monday switch, which is we talked, uh, and uh, previous shows is a, is a fast paced video driven kind of, uh, interactive kind of, of experience that actually helps people actually experience God on Monday. Doug Spada, the founder, the CEO of work life. You've got to check it out online, worklife.org. And this interview provided by really put together by the, uh, world changer network, worldchangernetwork.com. That's right. So Doug, you were just, um, starting to tell our listeners about how a church who decided mm-hmm. start the beginning of the year, expose everyone in the congregation to the idea that God is not something to just turn off on Monday morning. Sure. And um, 
how, what kinds of things did you hear as far as people that experienced this, heard from their pastor, they heard from you, they went through um, mm-hmm. the, the Monday morning atheist and the switch experience. What kinds of things did, did it make them aware of? Yeah, it's uh, various things. First of all, it, it helps them understand why God created work, mm-hmm. first of all. So um, they had the highest attendance. I think that you heard the pastor say this on the radio. They yes. had the highest attendance of any other time that they had ever had. On this this Sunday and actually this entire month, you know, as they dealt with work. Why is that? Because work is this big piece of people's lives yes. that Huge they piece. are trying to figure out. Mm-hmm. Uh, they told me one story where a lady, finally, she gave her life to Christ and she got baptized on Easter. And she says the whole reason why she gave her life to Christ is that the church helped her actually figure out this huge segment of her life that she never could mm. figure out. So that was, uh, that was a really exciting kind of experience and stuff. So other, other examples of testimonies, uh, a bank president kind of changed his entire strategic plan and the way that he's actually going to run, run the bank uh, from understanding this and actually dealing with this, uh, this subject matter. And so really, it was almost like a pause for an entire month to stop what I call and what I'm primarily called in the body of Christ to do, stop this epidemic of Monday morning atheism. People who love God, want to want to actually grow with God, want to actually experience God, but they just don't know how to work without turning God off. So, Doug, you're not a rocket scientist, right? Uh, no. No, okay. Yet your material sends people into a stratosphere of understanding about their faith in their work. And, and you... The stuff that the Lord laid on your heart that, that came out in your two books, The Monday Morning Atheist and The Switch, which is all about making that Monday switch, that the Monday revolution, mm-hmm. that stuff transformed the culture of a church. Uh, yes. Um, okay, so yes. Okay, it transformed the culture of a church because people started gaining this understanding that God really cared about their work, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. But yet you have been beating your head against the wall for almost 20 years to get churches to listen to you, to do just <laughs> what you did in this church in Roanoke, in the Roanoke Valley. And it transformed the church into a place that probably Jesus is way more happy about. Why do you think you're struggling with the four walls church, getting them to see the value of uh, uh, understanding what work life is presenting? Yeah. I think what's even, what's even more transform, uh, transformational than that, Jim, is that, we've actually done a doctoral dissertation. We partnered with a pastor that was finishing his, his doctoral study, and we measured a whole group of churches that actually were practicing work life, practicing equipping the saints for the work of ministry, releasing them, and then we compared it to a group of churches that actually were not, were, they had no context, no, mm-hmm. no kind of marketplace or workplace context. And that's shocking. People can find that on our website. Tithing goes up. Why is that? Because now people have purpose and they're, they're happy. They're, they're actually, they have, they're, they're grateful to their church Mm -hmm. for actually helping them in this segment of their life that they've been confused and haven't really had any resourcing and stuff. Uh, Volunteerism goes up. There's a whole bunch of factors that actually affect the church. So back to your question about why does a, why do churches have trouble with this? I think the muscle memory of the church is very great. So the church has pressure itself to actually kind of um, 
to be acceptable, to have really cool Sunday services, all of that stuff that we all enjoy, okay? And so what I ask pastors is this, and and sometimes I get stoned for asking this. (laughs) What if God actually cares more about Monday than Sunday? It's a great question. That's a quiet moment. But it shouldn't be. And I don't mean that in any kind of uh, heresy or anything because we know that we're called to gather together in Hebrews and... uh, but really, God's, I mean, that's when people are engaged in culture. That's when they are exposed that, to pre-Christian people, that's people right. that need to hear about Jesus. That's right. And so, and, and so what happens is, is I've, I've turned this whole thing and asking kind of pastors and stuff, how would you grow the church on Monday? And growing the church on Monday will actually help grow your church on Sunday. And usually they don't have much of an answer for how do you grow the church because they lose track of the church on Monday and stuff. So that's another thing about tracking where is the church having impact. Oh, my wife, who's a nurse, she's working at Children's Hospital in Atlanta. I mean, we, she is a, she's an extension of the church. So if we resource and empower her to be who God called her to be in the medical field, I mean, the church can have an amazing impact in culture, but that's not happening very efficiently, as we all know. We've kind of, kind of relegated ourselves to actually thinking about let's go do church in the building on Sunday, versus let's be the church Monday through Friday in culture. And so, you know, we're trying to disrupt that. I'm a fairly disruptive kind of personality, so trying to disrupt that cycle, that cycle of just kind of thinking that church is just about Sunday and uh, and moving to sort of kind of a, a Monday church kind of thinking. So if you just tuned in, we want to just uh, remind you, we're talking to Doug Spada, our friend from Work Life at worklife.org. And as you can tell, I believe, we're pretty excited about what Doug brings to the table for people. Because if this conversation is new to you, that um, your work and in what you do on Monday is an extension of the church and and a high priority in God's eyes. And there's so much that we can do in our work mm-hmm. space. And if, you know, just the concept you just said, you know, your wife works at the hospital as a nurse, a lot of people will say, oh, that's so-and-so, and she works in the nursery at our church. No, that's so-and-so, and she works at the mm-hmm. hospital, you yes. know, saving lives or however, whatever the role is, and it, how valuable that is to people to see that. So thank you for um, coming on today and yes. being able to share a little bit more about what's happening in with work life and how people can get involved. So if people are hearing this and they're saying, ah, a church took this, materials and used it in their church what does that look like can they can they um somehow tell how would they tell their pastor about this or the people in charge of making those kinds of decisions yeah if you go to worklife.org and you go to the church tab we have downloadable uh things that you can use to actually communicate to your pastor there's also videos there's a lot of different other pastors that actually are speaking to this subject matter so you can send your pastor a one-minute video and actually help him actually see this. But that research I just told you is there. Mm-hmm. And we have a, a one-page PDF that you can download that talks about the significance of your field. And it talks about the opportunity for your church and, and the significant disconnect that's actually occurred. Because a lot of people are actually disconnected. You know, like me, my testimony is I, I got disillusioned. Mm-hmm. I actually, I mean, you know, 
I wouldn't recommend this for, I tried to quit church three times because I just could not reconcile what was happening on Sunday with what I saw happening on Monday and where I saw the kingdom of God advancing on Monday. And so I went back to church. I, one time I saw a leader come to Christ at, at work and I would go back to church and they would say, Doug, we need you in the parking lot. Now I tell pastors all over the world, I served extravagantly. I gave extravagantly, but my life calling went unaddressed by the church. Mm. So, but anyway, Martha, to answer your question, you can go to worklife.org. There's plenty of material, video and otherwise, that you can actually use to actually uh, share with your pastor and your church. And then you can get started in your church just in a very simple format. But we also have very, uh, uh, we have a strategic roadmaps where churches can actually plan out over the next two or three years and, uh, and actually, you know, do things like commissioning people to the to, to their work. So we, let's take it back even a step. If their church isn't ready or they want to experience it for themselves sure. and understand it, they can do it by themselves. Absolutely. They can get a small group of people either That's at right. work or a small group that meets in their home, maybe even Sunday night to, right. to kick them off every week and get used to this idea. Um, so those are some ways they can get introduced to the material themselves so that they could then say, sure. hey, I want all of my, my church to yeah. be involved. That's right. We just can't recommend more highly that you involve yourselves with worklife.org. We need to end Monday morning atheism. Now, let's just say you work Wednesday through Sunday. Fine. Wednesday morning atheism. Whatever it is, we're, <laughs> it trying, to, we're trying to eliminate workplace atheism in Christ followers. Mm-hmm. And that's what Work Life is all about. Check them out online, worklife.org. Yeah, Doug's been on the show many times, but this interview was arranged by James and Anna Kramer from the World Changer Network because they see Work Life as a world changer qualified organization. Work life is there and designed to transform your thinking, to go right alongside Romans 12 too, to change the very way you think. So many of us operate, Martha, as Monday morning atheists. What did that look like for you, Martha, when you went into the workplace? Oh my goodness. You know, I think it just was, um, I think the majority of people probably feel the same way. Didn't even realize I was doing it. It wasn't like I meant to leave God out of my day, but it was like, okay, had a good day at church and then pray about my morning, go to, go to work and then do my thing. And I, and I love the Lord. And I, um, knew that the things I, I, I was called to do, I was doing, but not necessarily walking it out. And, um, not embracing the fact that God gave me work. And so I think that those are a couple of the things that, um, you know, I just didn't even realize I was doing it. And I think that's the thing. You didn't realize you were flipping your switch. I was flipping my switch. Now, so, you, you went through the six-week Monday morning, Monday revolution. I did. You did it first. You did it before yeah. I did. I read Monday Morning Atheist first, but you went through the switch kit. What was that like for you? Well, my favorite thing was the text messages. I, yes. I just have to say, because I am um, somebody that needs reminders. And I think that that's one of the things that you've got set up so well, Doug, is the fact that, um, you know, you can have a visual, you can put a switch on your desk if mm-hmm. you, you know, the whole kit thing and, and say, okay, I'm not going to turn God off, that visual reminder. But then also getting texts throughout the day, hey, you know, don't be moan. You know, there's a whole Monday, the moan meter and um, different things. That, no moan the Monday. No moan Monday and having a no moan zone and all of that stuff. <laughs> and I love it. And um, I'm very visual. So the book has a lot of great 
images and things like that in it as well. All right. So listen, we are just, we're talking with Doug Spada from Work Life, and we really want you to engage with Work Life and, and check it out online, worklife.org. Now, Doug, you know, as we're here on behalf of the World Changer Network, here's a question that James and Anna wanted to make sure we asked you. And that question is this, what is the most important message that the body of Christ needs to hear from Doug Spada right now? <coughs> yeah, I think we've touched on it a little bit, but let me, let me re, um, re-articulate it that right now, I think in the body of Christ, you know, the most important message that, that, that God's given me to actually, uh, share with the body of Christ is, is to, is, you know, if we're going to impact culture and we're going to actually see transformation that people, we, you know, you can be positioned in culture, you can be at the hospital, you can be in, in a law firm, but if you are practicing Monday morning atheism, right? So we, my role is to actually help the body of Christ transition this Sunday to Monday gap. Okay. And the better we do that, and the more that we can actually stay switched on to flow with God on Monday, then I think that we can accomplish uh, more for the, for the kingdom of God. Let's talk about you know, the World Changer Network. I, I know you're just as passionate about it as we are. When you hear World Changer Network, what excites you about that most? Well, I'm, I'm kind of a big crazy thinker, so when I just think about you are. You are a big the thinker. world. I that gets me pumped up. So I like that. The other part I like is collaboration. We're not going to do this alone. We have to lock arms. We have to kind of align ourselves, kind of in what I call battle group formation. You know, from my military background, and uh, and so I think that the World Changer Network is actually helping facilitate that. And so uh, we're here together, actually uh, talking about that. And I think uh, I think there's a lot uh, a lot of great things to come from. Uh, from collaborating uh, through the World Changer Network. Okay, so we oh, are you going to ask a question? No, you go ahead. All right, so we know you love the whole military idea. Sure. So we're going to go with this one. So if you, as one of God's generals, sure, you have a large unified force of believers ready to go charge at your command, what would you tell them to do? You know, um, I'm not sure that I would tell them to go do more. Okay. Okay. I think the problem Mm -hmm. is about being not doing. Okay. I think that if we, if we fix this other issue that we've been talking about over the last uh, half an hour, Mm -hmm. if we fix this understanding that God created work, if we fix this, uh, this issue of switching God off at work, if we understand that God created work and we're never more like our heavenly father than when we're working because God said that he created us in the image of God. And since we, God's a worker, then we're a worker. So we're, like hmm. I said, we're never more like our heavenly father than when we're working. If we fix these things, mm-hmm. then I would tell people just go to work, go be, because then they would start transforming culture. So I think to answer your question, Martha, I, I, I don't know that I would go tell them to do more. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're already dude out. You know what I mean? So to speak, they're already <laughs> doing so much. Uh, they don't have time. That's what Trisha often tells me coming back from the house. She says, Doug, you don't understand. I mean, I'm saying, hey, what about this thing? And she's like, listen, we're burned out. Mm-hmm. We're tired. We're stressed. We got all this stuff going on. So you have to create stuff and you have to create messaging. You have to create tools like what work life has tried to do 
that actually engage us in a very simple but profound way. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that did that answer your question. Yeah, I think so. And actually, um, you know, the the true wording of the question is, "What would you do with them?" So if it's if it's not telling them to do but to be, and yes. I and I love that in the fact that you're saying, "Yeah, go work, go go do what God created you to do." You are you might be the best engineer that God has ever created. Yeah. Go do it really, I mean, really so well. Th- just think about what else would we ask them to do? I mean, yeah. um, if God's called them to be that engineer or that mm-hmm. nurse or that executive, okay, then, you know, we're not going to call them out of that and mm-hmm. actually have them go march in the street, you know. for No, they need to do what it is that God's called them to do. We're just going to help them do that more effectively. You know, in fact, I want to address that. And we're talking with Doug Spada with Work Life at worklife.org. And you can check that out and um, be a caller today to our listener line at 866 713 9675. That's 866 713 Work. And you can get a copy of The Monday Morning Atheist from Doug Spada. And one of the things that we just, we interviewed somebody else recently, and they made the comment that they had been in the police force. Then they had an encounter with God, and then they became a pastor. And I asked him after the interview, I said, so based on our conversation now, how does that reconcile that you left being a policeman? And he said, had I gotten it now, I would have never left being exactly. a cop Yes, because of the influence and the 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 level of trust I had with my coworkers, I could have had influence over them and the government and, you know, a bigger sphere, a different sphere. He doesn't regret what he did, but he's like, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have thought that was the only choice. I could have stayed in my line of work. And so, um, I loved hearing that because that is what we're talking about. We're trying to own it, do what it is God's called you to do, but do it with a different Viewpoint. Yes. I tried to, I, I had that same uh, misconception. You know, I think when I started feeling the Holy Spirit moving me, I mean, for people that, that, that have not heard this and don't understand that work is a holy calling, I mean, yeah. it, there's just so many amazing things. Uh, just to stop on that for a second, think about Jesus. G- God had, our Heavenly Father had Jesus work for the first 30 years. I mean, he was mm-hmm. taking orders. Mm-hmm. He was making things, dealing with customer complaints. Probably not the things he made, but his maybe some. Yeah, yeah. His his brothers, his brother. Brother. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. But uh, he was working. So you know, I asked a pastor once. You know, wh- why? Why is it that you think that God, our Father, had His Son work for thirty years? I mean, think about it. He could have been out practicing miracles, yep. preaching, teaching. Yep. He had him working. Okay, and so that's because. Work is a holy calling. He was replicating God, his father's a worker. And Jesus says, you know, my father's working until now, you know. And so anyway, and then, you know, here's another little interesting question. And we'll, 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 we'll move on from that is that was God, our father, any more satisfied with Jesus when he was sawing wood in that workshop or carrying that same wood mm. to Calvary on his back? That gets to the value of work. And it was really, he. Th- they were equivalent. He was obeying his heavenly right. father all about in the moment. That's what we got to do. So I made that same mistake, Martha. I, when I started feeling God move, I was running a company. After I got out of the military, I started an energy and utility cost management firm. And I tried to join church staff 
many people think this. They privately are thinking this. If I could only go, right. if I could be a missionary, if I could be on church staff, somehow that's more spiritual. There's nothing that's, uh, you know, further from the truth than you've got to go do something different. You've got to join a church or something in order to be spiritual. No, you are doing, if you're in the will of God, it is just as spiritual as a pastor or something like that. So I almost made that mistake. God sort of, you know, blocked me and, and I got frustrated. And, uh, but then I finally, uh, came into the truth that we're talking about today and actually realized, wow, you got your finger inside your Monday switch book, the switch book. What, what do you got? Did you have something that you wanted to read us? Oh, no, I was, uh, there's a, there's a part that's a very seminal part, uh, a very, uh, key part of, of going through the Monday switch. And, it, and it's this is, is there's three different ways that we can actually work with God. One of them is actually working without God, which we've already talked about. That's more of a Monday morning atheist. You know, we just switch him off. We can do that, as Martha said, just accidentally. You know, it's not like you're going there to be, you know, to purposely switch God off. Sometimes the environment actually almost forces you. You feel like it forces you off. But then there's a little little twist, an, an accidental thing where we start working for God. And that sounds all spiritual, right? And that sounds wonderful, right? But a lot of times we do that out of a religious context where we actually are doing it out of the out of striving or trying to please our Heavenly Father or man, right? But God wants us to work with him out of the finished work of the cross. You know, just like uh, he says that Noah walked with him, right? So we're supposed to work with God, not so much just for God or definitely not without God. Hmm. Yes, we've talked with Doug Spada probably eight or nine times over the last couple of years. And you know why? Because work life is some, this is, it's an introduction to the whole idea of what we talk about in I Work For Him. It's the whole idea behind I Work For Him. Understanding that we can no longer be Monday morning atheists, that our walk with the Lord should revolutionize every part of our lives. And since we spend more time at work than doing any other thing other than sleeping, This is a part of our lives that the Lord desperately needs to be Lord over. But what does that look like? How do we even make that switch? How do we even begin to understand all that? Well, that's where Doug Spada and Work Life come in. And and he can not only help you, but your entire church, your entire congregation, your entire, maybe you're in a Bible study group, maybe you're in a small group, uh, maybe you're in a business group of people or whatever it may look like. Work Life has got a, a curriculum, a study to help walk you through this. Doug Spada. There are people all over the world that are doing this whole Monday morning atheist thing. I mean, all over the world. Uh, but let's just talk about the U.S. because that's where you've spent the majority of your time focusing. When you look at the church dream for me for a moment, if 50% of Christ followers who go to work on Monday no longer switch off their faith, what does our world look like? <laughs> oh, man, that, that is uh, <laughs> it, it's a revolution. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, That would be absolutely phenomenal. I think that, uh, I mean, the kingdom of God would grow. I mean, I think think the world would stand up and go, what just happened? Because believers would start relying on God. They would start... They would start exercising their biblical authority Mm and what God has given them at work. Their unfair advantage. Yeah, yeah. I call it, well... You know, I call it, you know, from my military background, Holy Spirit espionage. <laughs> and espionage good. is defined as the, the, uh, the act of acquiring secrets for strategic advantage. 
So what we all need to understand is that we have Holy Spirit espionage on board. Mm -hmm. God can speak to us. He can give us creative ideas. And so what would happen if that happened is that, and people started flowing versus uh, one, they would start, they would start enjoying work also. You would enjoy work, work more, but uh, I think uh, I think creativity and just solution oriented things would come out of God's people like crazy, and it would be just uh, it would be amazing. The world would stand up and go, "Where is this coming from?" Kind of like what happened to the Roman Empire. Yes, the Roman Empire was murdering Christians as fast as they could, yet Christians and their attitude, their actions, their love transformed the roman empire turned it upside down so much so that constantine said hey everybody should be a christian in fact let's mandate it by law and that's when things started going downhill but you know that's another story for another day we're talking with doug spada from work life worklife.org you know so i was just thinking about the fact that who wouldn't want to enjoy work more and to learn a new way to look at it and what would it hurt to go through a very simple six-week um, study. Do you call it a study, a program? I uh, call it an experience. Experience, Ooh, okay. It's I a had a feeling experience. that you had a word for it. Yep. So six-week experience that becomes a lifelong experience mm-hmm. because you're never the same once you go through it. So I just want to encourage our listeners to, to really check it out, to not just say, oh, that sounded really nice. I can't wait till tomorrow's show. But to really take some time, go to worklife.org, look at it for yourself. It is the most um, engaging, interactive, simple. It's not like they need to read a no. 3,000 page document. It, it's very little. They're not, these nice little square books that are not a lot of pages, very colorful, um, very real and, and really life-changing. Doug, there are thousands of Christian business owners around the country involved in what I'll call Christian business roundtable discussion groups, yes. which focus on them as leaders mm-hmm. running their organizations in, in a Christ-like fashion. Yet very few of them give them tools to minister to the masses, to, to engage the people that work underneath them that are also Christ followers. Work life can be one of those tools, couldn't it? Yes. Uh, you know, to that point, Jim... <laughs> One of the things that will really wake business leaders up is productivity is down across America is down in the 40 percentile on what? Mondays. On Mondays, that's on right. Mondays, on Mondays, right? I forgot about that everybody statistic. Knows, yeah. Everybody knows that Monday, trying to get your employees engaged and all that. So we have spent a lot of time figuring out how to help leaders lead their companies because, you know, as you, you all have been through the Monday Switch experience, so you know it's not overly religious. And it, it allows people to actually have fun, right. to actually start enjoying Monday. And who doesn't want to moan more or less, I should say, moan less <laughs> on Monday and actually enjoy their work? So this is a way for for uh, Christian business owners and, and others to actually inspire their teams whether they're believers or not, this is not going to be something that's mm-hmm. kind of a cram down kind of a thing. Right. This actually helps them get engaged. So to the point we made earlier, this helps people create a culture of celebrating Monday. Right. Imagine your people coming into work going, oh my gosh, I'm excited to be here. Mm-hmm. You know, and in, in other words, sort of thank God it's Monday. That's right. 
man, that's the, that would be just a big, big win for a company for their profitability, for their employee engagement and otherwise. So a couple of things that you talk about with that in mind is the moan meter, yes. you know, rating, how much moaning is going on. Um, I can't remember the statistic, but the, the, how long it takes a person on a Monday morning to actually start working. Isn't it like 1045 in the morning or something crazy? Like it's like, Oh, there was a statistic about, uh, people don't smile. That's what it is until I don't, you know, Almost think, lunchtime. Yeah, it almost lunchtime. Like. Yeah. And you know, what we found from our research too is that when people have a bad Monday, which is it's a high likelihood, and I'll tell you what's behind this too. It's the enemy of our soul. We've abdicated Monday to the enemy. Mm-hmm. He's like, Congratulations, church. Great job on Sunday. And then he's just saying, Hey, send them to me. Yeah. And so what happens is the whole body of Christ switches off, i.e. accidentally, most of the time, practices Monday morning atheism on Monday, and the enemy's laughing his head off, Mm -hmm. right? Absolutely. And so, yeah, we've just found creative ways. The Monday Moan Meter is is our way of actually having some fun accountability. And so what happens is you actually measure your moan time Mm -hmm. on Mondays. And so uh, the, the, the key is actually to decrease your moan time as you actually go through this Monday switch experience. So you talked about the fact that it's not overly full of scripture, overly religious, if you want to use that word, for people. If, if we have HR department people listening mm-hmm. right now, this is already all set up. You, if I remember correctly, they can even, you know, there's banners you can get to help the Monday experience. There's, you know, ways to engage the people and to, like you said, make it fun. Make them look forward to what's coming up on Monday and really change the environment of their workplace. Because wouldn't you rather walk into a place where people are happy to be there than like, oh my word, I can't believe we're here again. Well, a simple simple way to think about that, Martha, is that let's just create a no-moan Monday zone in our company. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It'll increase profitability. It'll increase uh, employee engagement. And then the kingdom wins, your employees win. We create a no-moan Monday zone in our companies. Worklife.org. Doug Spader with us today. Worklife.org. Doug, you got a minute and a half. Here's the question. You have this amazing material that goes, it's been out to thousands of people, but it needs to get out to millions of people. You have been looking for a partner that understood the impact, the cultural impact that this makes. Describe that partner for us. Let's pray for him right now that somebody will hear the show today and go, hey, I want to partner with Doug Spada to get this out Mm -hmm. to millions of people. Yeah. I think, uh, Jim, that would be a network, a network that has access to people that, that, that needs this. They need to actually stay switched on. It can be church networks. It can be business networks. Um, any type of organization that has a, a mass of people where, where keeping God switched on and keeping, uh, helping people have an extraordinary uh, experience with their Heavenly Father mm-hmm. on Monday could radically change their life. We don't have any, we love to partner with that. We, we have, we, we own all of our curriculum, everything. So we can do very creative kind of structures and different things. And I would love to personally serve them and actually, uh, do whatever it takes to actually grow, to grow their impact. That's what, that's what that's gives right. me the most satisfaction is actually, uh, helping other organizations accomplish their mission mm-hmm. by, by using what it is that God's put into our hands. 
Imagine your church if everybody who goes to work on Monday understands that it's their workplace, it's their mission field. And in that mission field, you and me, we may be the only Jesus our coworkers, employees may ever meet. The job that you hold and the people that you work with, none of that is by chance. The people that you work with, they need to meet Jesus and you may be their only chance. Worklife.org, Doug Spada, thanks for being on I Work For Him again. Hey, thank you guys. It's uh, just a pleasure to be with you. We love you, Doug. We're, and we're praying for that massive millions of non, of, of eliminating a million Monday Morning Atheist. You're listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field. But ultimately, I I work work for him. him.